بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي سعيد عبد الرحمن بن سمرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عبد الرحمن بن سمرة لا تسأل الإمارة فإنك إن أعطيتها عن غير مسألة أعنت عليها وإن أعطيتها عن مسألة وكلت إليها وإذا حلفت على يمين فرأيت غيرها خيرا منها فأت الذي هو خير وكفر عن يمينك متفق عليه This chapter which we began yesterday deals with the prohibition from desiring positions of leadership in other words one should not desire to become an amir or to be appointed to a position of authority imam nawi rahimahullah just to recap in the introduction of this chapter mentioned the verse of the quran where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says tilka ad-darul akhirah naj'aluha lil ladina la yuriduna uluwan fil ardi wala fasada wal aqibatu lil muttaqin the jannat we have made it for those who don't want position don't want pomp recognition in this world nor do they want to spread spread mischief and the eventual better ending will be for the people of taqwa imarat a position of trust in essence this is an amanat and it carries a very great burden of responsibility and there is one overriding principle in shariat anything that carries responsibility that and with it there is obviously an element of respect status position authority that is given you are made responsible over others they are supposed to obey you and listen to you in fact the very rule of imarat is sam'u wa ta'a to listen and to obey so it is possible because of that position and that status and recognition that this becomes something that people will aspire towards so for this allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam we find in these various ahadith that are found in this chapter issued a very very stern warning that in the lalach or greed for recognition status position do not put yourself into a position where you compromise your akhirat in the first hadith in this chapter the narrator of the hadith is a sahabi by the name or his kunniyat or laqab or nickname is abu saeed his name is abdurrahman bin samura radiyallahu ta'ala anhu the sahabi actually Prior to Islam, his name was Abd Kilal or Abdul Kaaba. When he came to accept Islam, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam changed his name. فَسَمَّاهُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَبْدُ الرَّحْمَانِ Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam changed his name from Abd Kilal or Abdul Kaaba to Abdul Rahman. He accepted Islam during the conquest of Makkah and thereafter participated in the expedition in the expedition of Tabuk. He was instrumental in the spreading of Islam in many areas. 
and lived a life of great humility. The Sahabi was known for his humbleness and his humility. He passed away in the 50th year of Hijrah and 14 ahadith underrated by Abdurrahman bin Samura radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says that once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to me, and as I was mentioning previously, that when something carries a burden of responsibility, we have to understand that on the one hand, what did Rasulullah sallallahu say? If you are made an amir, you are given a position of authority, and you have to fulfill the haq and the rights of it, then Allah Ta'ala will reward you to such an extent that you will be given shade underneath his arsh on the day when there will be no shade besides the shade of, arsh, of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. So on the one hand, this is something that in the world will carry recognition, you'll become famous, people will look up to you, and if you fulfill the haq of it, you will earn great rewards in the akhirat also. On the other hand, it is an amanat, a trust. And if you fail to fulfill the responsibility of it, you find the hadith also on the other hand, that a leader who was just, not unjust, not a zalim, not an oppressor, who was just, Nabi Islam said, a day will come that he will wish that he did not rule between even two people. Such is the sangini, the delicate nature and the hardship of the day of akhirat, of the day of judgment. So one side, an opportunity to earn great reward, on the other side, a precipice and something that can become a catalyst to great harm and difficulty for us in the hereafter. So what is the requirement? The requirement is first that there should not be desire in the heart position of status. If one is thrust into that position, then like we mentioned, it can be a source of great reward, it can be a source of great harm. So what is the requirement? The requirement is to get the help of Allah. If Allah is with you, then what is difficult becomes easy. And if Allah is not with you, then what is easy becomes not just difficult, becomes impossible. So how does one get the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That nuskha or that prescription is given in the first part of this hadith. And in this we learn an important sunnat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with regards to Allah's sunnat, Allah's practice, we find in the Quran Allah ta'ala says, وَلَن تَجِدَ لِسُنَّةِ اللَّهِ تَبْدِيلًا وَلَن تَجِدَ لِسُنَّةِ اللَّهِ تَحْوِيلًا Allah never deviates or digresses from his sunnat. What is that sunnah that is mentioned in this hadith? Nabi Islam says, Ya Abdur Rahman bin Samura. I'm digressing. If you look at this expression, Abdur Rahman is in front of him. So when somebody is right in front of you and you address him, if his name is Bilal or Muhammad or Yusuf, you don't say, you don't mention his entire name. You just mention oh, Yusuf or Muhammad or Imran. That's normal conversation. Abdurrahman is right in front of Rasulullah sallallahu and yet Nabi sallallahu says, Ya Abdurrahman bin Samura. Why take the entire name like this? Ulama Ikram explained, when you are about to deliver a very important message, then this procedure is adopted. 
you'll mention the person's entire name in order to make him cognizant and to make the audience cognizant become aware that listen something very important is about to be mentioned and as I mentioned one important sunnah of Allah is explained in this hadith by Rasulullah what is that sunnah لا تسأل الإمارة Abdurrahman never ever asked to be made an Amir. Never desire and never request a position of authority or status. Why? فَإِنَّكَ إِنْ أُعْطِيتَهَا عَنْ غَيْرِ مَسْأَلَى If it is thrust upon you without you asking for it. If you are made an Amir or given a position of authority without asking for it. You didn't desire it in your heart. You didn't want the pomp and the recognition and the fame and the authority but you are obviously for the running of affairs you have to have people that are given positions of responsibility that is a necessity so you were put into that position if that happens or in ta'aleha then automatically the help of Allah will be with you and as we mentioned when Allah is with you then the difficult the impossible becomes possible not just possible it becomes easy وَإِنْ أُعْتِيتَهَا an masala. If you are made an Amir, if you are given a position of responsibility, after asking for it, demanding for it, nowadays unfortunately people campaign for it. And they make a plan for it. You desired this. You, you're conniving, you're cunning, you're planning. You pushed for something. You pushed for this. In u'tītaha an masala, you ask for it, you desired it, what will happen? You will be handed over to it. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help will not be with you. Coming back to the first part, in u'tītaha an ghayri mas'ala, if you are given this position, and not this does not only apply to becoming an amir, it applies to anything that carries fame or recognition with it and carries with it a burden of responsibility. Anything in life, if you desire it, ask for it, connive for it, work for it, Allah will hand you over to that. Allah will not be with you. But if, obviously, like we mentioned for experience, these positions are there. If they are given to you without you asking for it, then Allah Ta'ala's help will be with you. And comes in another hadith that that person who was pushed, pushed into a position of authority Allah sends down an angel to help him and guide him Allah's malaika will be with him to help him and guide him why ukriha he was pushed into it he was forced to do it he didn't desire it he didn't ask for it and on the other hand Rasulullah said وَإِنْ أُعْتِيتَهَا عَنْ if he is given that position after asking or desiring it, wukilta ilayha, he will be handed over to it. And it's mentioned in the riwayat, man wukila ila nafsihi, that person whom Allah hands him over to his own nafs. Nafs is amaratum bisu. The nafs will command you to do wrong. So if Allah hands you over to your own nafs and Allah's help is not with you, then halaka, it's mentioned in the riwayat that such a person will be barbad, he will be destroyed. Desiring imarat or positions of status indicates one feels satisfied 
upon relying on one's own skills rather than depending on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only time you're going to desire to be made an amir or given a position of authority is if you feel that you are capable of it. And more often than not, when does a person feel he's capable? Is when he is not fully cognizant of the gravity of the responsibility that that, that responsibility entails. And more often than not, if this is the case, he will turn out to be deficient. And he is going to be deficient in something that is a great amanat and trust in shariat. The second part of the hadith, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned to Abdurrahman bin Samura another important piece of advice, وَإِذَا حَلَفْتَ عَلَى يَمِينٍ That sometimes you take a yameen. Yameen in Arabic, the literal translation of the word yameen means right hand or right side. What here it means is that a person takes an oath or a qasam, takes Allah's name, and this itself is another important topic, that taking qasams and oaths is not something we should be taking lightly. Unfortunately, many of us, this has become what we call takya kalam. Takya kalam is an expression in Urdu which means pillow talk. In other words, it's become something absolute. Wallah, talla, Allah's qasam, Allah's qasam, Allah. You know, it's something that we take very, very lightly. Very quickly, we are quick to take Allah's name. This is something that at all costs should be avoided. You don't, you take qasam when it is absolutely necessary and vital. Don't just take qasam for the sake of taking qasam. Shall I will continue, Subhanallah.